You know, we missed church a few weeks ago because of the weather. We had to close, which I despise. <laughs> I despise. I can't stand it. But I'll tell you, when, when we're not able to gather, it just messes me up. You know, I just, I don't feel right the whole week long. It just seems like forever since we've been together. I look forward when we're able to be together. I look forward to being able to see your faces, to, to be able to you know, be encouraged by you and encourage you as well. And that's the family of God. We love each other. We encourage each other. Sometimes we put up with each other. Yeah? That's the way of it. And that's... That's what families do. That's the family of God. And we bear with each other. We forgive each other. We overlook the sins of our brothers and sisters. We don't point them out. That's what our flesh, our humanness, likes to do. We like to point out the faults in other people, don't we? Yeah? Why do we do that? Because it makes us feel good. Makes us feel more holy. Makes us feel more Christian. Makes us feel more Christ-like. Whew. Bible said pride, pride comes before the fall. That's one thing God hates is a prideful heart, that arrogance. We see it a lot today. We see it a lot. We see it a lot on TV. We see it a lot on our phones. We love to promote ourselves. and People love to promote themselves, to get all of the eyes on them. And it's become the thing nowadays to get the most views. Right? Come on. Right? On social media... <laughs> the, Whatever it takes to get the most views, you can bet they're going to do. They'll say anything. They'll do anything. Whatever it takes to get the most views is what they'll do. Whatever people want to hear the most of, that's what they'll say. Yeah? If they can, even in Christian circles, brothers and sisters, they will... Try to find something that's not been said before. And then they'll say it, and, and, and they'll mix it with truth so that it sounds right. Well, I remember hearing that in the Bible. I remember hearing that in church, so this must be true, right? And now anything new that they can dig up or to conjure up or, you know, to make it sound new that somebody else ain't saying, they're the only one saying it. And sometimes they'll even say, you won't hear this anyplace else, but I've got it. I've got the answers for you. I got the truth for you, and it's right here. So follow me. Click like and subscribe. Yeah? We got to be careful. But there's something, brothers and sisters. Listen to this scripture. We quoted it last week. How beautiful and pleasant it is. Listen, when God's people dwell together in unity. Yeah, yeah. 
Let's pull that scripture up. How beautiful and pleasant it is when God's people dwell together in unity. Now, just pause for a moment. That word dwell, that kind of means to live. That means to stay there, right? When God's people dwell together, they stay together in unity. Now, unity is another thing that we can think about and, and, and chew on for a little bit, if you will. Dwell together in unity. Now, we can be united under many different things. We can be united under a flag, right? Though the American flag, that when we sing our national anthem, and even that's come under fire these days, God forbid we have to write another national anthem. I'm sorry. Okay. But the flag, we could be united under the flag, right? Very patriotic. And, and, or we can be united under a team, right? Maybe our team will u- unite us, right? And, and, and unite us in football or something. Or we can be united under a cause, right? Maybe let's save the whales today. Let's save the elephants or save the puppies. And we can be united under all of these things that move you, you know. And, um, but that's different. That's different than being united with Christ, right? There's a big difference because we can be united under all of those things. And we're kind of, you know, we, we believe in that same cause. But beyond that, we may be really, really different, right? But when it comes to Christ, he is the glue. He's the binding factor in the family of God, the kingdom of God. And it pleases him when we are united and we dwell together in unity. And we keep, and I've mentioned this a million different times, and forgive me, for continuing to reference it, but God just spoke to me so vividly through it. And I was traveling down 63 here, and um, there was an Amish gentleman that was plowing a field, and he had a field of horses. That may not have been 63, I forget where. But he had a team of horses, you know, six or eight horses, and he's, he's got a plow, and and, and the horses, he's getting them all ready, you know, and uh, you could see that. So I just pulled over and I just watched. I just watched. Never seen it before. And, and he gave them the whip. Nothing great, nothing hard. Didn't have to say anything. Just They knew what to do. Those horses were trained, right? They knew that they had to pull together. They were all united, pulling in the same direction. And as I watched, that plow just cut through that soil like butter. And did it, was it easy for them? No. But as they pulled together, they were able, listen, they were able to accomplish a lot. They were able together to get a lot done for their master. And oh my goodness, the spirit of the Lord fell on me. And I, I must have sat there for a while and people driving by and I probably got tears coming down my face. 
And the Lord is just speaking to me. If you would only pull together in the same direction, family of God. But here's the thing. We humans, we, we like to do things our own way. I don't want to be told what to do. I don't want to go your way. I want to go my way. And I want you to go my way too. So just so that we're on the same page. Yeah. I want you to go my way. Yeah. But if we dwell together in unity, and that scripture goes on to say, it doesn't just say there, that's nice that we're, you know, we're dwelling together in unity, but that scripture goes on to say, because there bestows, God bestows the blessing. How beautiful and pleasant it is when God's people dwell together in unity. For there God bestows the blessing. God pours out blessing when you and I are of one mind and one heart and one spirit. We're all pulling in the same direction. We're all moving towards one goal. The scripture says, so let us fix our eyes on the author and the perfecter of our faith. That says, move your eyes from where they are to the king. Put them on the shepherd, the good shepherd, because he's going to lead you to a place of truth and a place of righteousness. Let us fix our eyes on the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame. That's what the Bible says. So you and I, first, we have to humble ourselves. We have to say, not my will, but thine be done. Not my will, but yours be done, Lord. And then we take our eyes and we, we place them on the Lord and we keep them there. And as we pull together, as we work together, as we serve each other, as we love each other. Listen, when Jesus was preparing the disciples. He did a lot of preparation, preparing them that he would soon be leaving and then they would be the ones to go and build the church, preaching the message of the gospel, which means good news. The good news of what? The good news Jesus saves. Yeah. And so he was preparing them. And he said to them, love one another as I. Have loved you. Wow. He didn't say love each other the best you can. Oh, that leaves a lot of loopholes, as we would say, doesn't it? He didn't say that. He said, love each other as I have loved you. So that begs the question then, how did Christ love us? He gave himself for us. So in essence, he's saying, love each other, giving yourselves for each other. 
And that's the secret, friends. That's the secret. We serve each other. We love each other. Why do we, we forgive each other? Why do we do that? Because, not be, that we first loved him, but he first loved us. He first loved us. And not only did he just say that he loves us, you know, so we, 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 we kind of throw those words around a little bit, don't we? Sometimes we even use the words, I love you, as, as a weapon. Yeah. I love you. Or what about these words? I'll pray for you. Sometimes we mean it, you know, when we've got a friend or a brother or sister that's really hurt. Man, I'm going to pray for you. Or even, let me pray for you right now. Sometimes we use, I'll pray for you as a weapon. Like, man, you need help, boy. I'm going to pray for you. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Or even, like, I'm better than you. I'll pray for you because I'm so much higher than you. There's that pride again. Right? And that pride just continues to elevate itself. Pride, we... We are human that just loves to be elevated and puffed up, doesn't it? And God brings it low. God brings it low. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end there is destruction. We can follow our own way. We can toot our own horn. We can say what we want to say to tickle the ears that are listening to us. And it's going to lead to destruction if it's not based on the holiness of the Word of God. We're lost without it. The world has lost its moral compass. Has it not? It's scary to see. It's scary to see. And children are being raised with this mentality that this is normal to not consider God, to not involve him in our lives. God, help us if we don't keep our eyes on Jesus. Wow. This world needs men and women of God that are going to stand up for the truth. That are going to stand up unswervingly for the gospel of Jesus Christ who gave himself for us. Not that we are anything great. And it's becoming, if you will, you watch and see. So governors now and and other representatives are putting out new qualifications, if I might say, on what is considered crimes and what is considered a hate crime and, and, and all of these sorts of things. You watch. You watch. But all of the attention is being turned on the Christians who, who, who hold tightly to the word of God. Because we're unwilling to move on that. 
Not that we look down on other people. Not that we reject other people. Not that we, we should be hateful towards other people. That's not right. That's not biblical. No. We love other people. Okay? But we're called exclusive. We're called haters. Because we're unwilling to leave the truth of God's word. This world needs Jesus. This world needs people to stand up for what's right. This world needs you and me to stand up for Jesus. How beautiful and pleasant it is when God's people dwell together in unity for there God bestows the blessing. When we are moving forward like those Amish horses, when we're moving forward together, arm in arm, shoulder to shoulder, holding each other up when one falls, not one going off this way, one going off this way, we're all pulling in a different direction. Can you imagine trying to get something done like that? No. How beautiful and pleasant it is to God when his people dwell together in unity. There, he pours out the blessing. When we serve each other, when we love each other, when we forgive each other, when we point other people to Jesus, God pours out the blessing. And it's all from him, and it's all for him, and it's all to him. He deserves all the glory and the power and praise forever. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me today? You know, it's easy for us to remain quiet. It's hard to defend truth. Yeah? There's a scripture in the Bible, and we talk about this a lot when we talk about Israel, our greatest ally, you know, and, um, but it says, for Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. So it's much easier and will draw much less attention when we're quiet and still when there are things said that are not truthful. It takes courage. It takes strength. But the Bible says it's not by power nor by might, but it's by what? My spirit. My spirit, says the Lord. By my spirit, says the Lord. It's 
not easy to love. It's not natural, as a matter of fact. It's much easier to promote ourselves. It's much easier to hold a grudge. It's much easier to get angry. It takes courage. It takes strength. It takes a stamina that doesn't come from our humanness. It comes from the Spirit of God. We don't know how to love. We love our friends and those that are nice to us and our family and and things like that, right? That's a given for the most part. But to love when you're hurt, well, that's a whole different level. To love when you are slandered, that's not easy. To love when you are ridiculed or persecuted, that takes a love that can only come from the Father. That comes. You see, the Father demonstrated his own love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. May we live together in unity. May we emulate Christ in all that we do, not ourselves. May we not build up ourselves, but may we point other people to Jesus in our words and in our deeds. I pray that the Lord is speaking to your heart today. We're powerless to live the life that you have destined for. Forgive us, O Lord, for our sin. Forgive us for the times when we reject you. Forgive us for the times when we willingly walk away from your will. Help us, Lord. Help us. We need you. Fill us with your spirit, O God. Enable us to live lives that are pleasing to you. Enable us, O God, to speak the truth of God and the gospel in love. Enable us, by your Spirit, to be courageous for you. Help us to love each other as you have loved us. Help us to forgive. Help us to show mercy. name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you all. I love you. I'll see you next time. If any of you need prayer, come on up. We'll pray for you.